so before you watch this video I do want to say please go into it with an open mind um, this was literally one of the most difficult videos for me to film I actually had to <laughs> pause a few times just to collect myself because you know I thought maybe 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 I can come at this from an objective point from a you know just removing myself but I realized that there's no way because I'm just I'm in it you know this affects me directly as a black person what is happening in the world and what's been happening for the longest time in human existence and civilization so that being said going to this with an open mind and um, be respectful of me as a person because I respect all people that's something that I stand by I might not agree with what you're saying I might not share the same beliefs and ideals as you We might not look the same you might not have the same background I might not even understand at all where you're coming from but because you are a human being because you are a person I respect you you have intrinsic value for that and that energy that I give out I'm asking for in return Sanbanan Dumulang, hello, it's Simply Spisu here and welcome back to my channel. Now, <laughs> I don't really know how does one start a video like this. I mean, this is something that I've been really wanting to talk about for a while and hopefully I think as I go on through the video, maybe you'll understand better why I didn't speak out about it earlier. But what I can say is I'll be speaking from my perspective, you know, my stories, my understanding. I do not speak for all black people, but I do think that a lot of black people, if not all, will be able to relate or understand where I'm coming from. And so if you're watching this and you're not black and at some point something makes you feel uncomfortable or you're triggered by something, please take a step back and evaluate that for yourself. Sit down with yourself and be like, okay, why am I so pressed by this? So, I think I'm going to first start off with like a personal anecdote and sort of work my way from there because I feel like, you know, the whole black experience, racial injustices, there's two sides to it. There is the personal, individual experiences that everyone goes through and that's what I'll be sharing today. But then there's also the universal societal standards and pressures which I'll be touching on briefly and yeah without further ado let's get right into this video so I have some notes here um, I want to first start off and talk about something basically how did we get to where we're at today how did I personally get to where I'm at I feel like the past two months so much has happened in my personal life and just in the world in general so many racial injustices and microaggressions that I've reached a breaking point and these two months began, two months, two months began when I put up a vlog and one of my friends messaged me saying that they were offended by some of the jokes that I made in that vlog and other friends also were offended by it. And so I took down the vlog. And just even though my friends now, you know, we've discussed that issue, the way everything went down hurt me. It really, it really hurt me. So I'm not going to get into too much detail, but basically, 
you know, it, one of the jokes that I made was calling the white people that were present at the, you know, present in the vlog, colonizers, you know. And the word colonizer was used multiple times in the video, and they were pressed by that. Now, what I did was, you know, when they told me, okay, that they didn't like that, I was like, okay, you know what, let me take a step back. And put myself in their shoes because that's just you know i believe treat people the way you want to be treated and i believe that you need to seek to understand people before seeking to be understood so i looked back and you know i did my research i even talked to other people about it and then i came back to them and be like okay look i see why you guys were upset because of maybe the setting and all of that you know i'm not going to go into too much detail but i do not understand why colonizer is offensive to guys. I don't understand why you take offense to that. Please explain that to me. And then, you know, we discussed, discussed it, and I still didn't get an answer, to be honest. I still don't know why they were so touched by that term, because colonizer is a historically accurate term. That's the thing. And you know how when you're younger, you're taught that if you point a finger at someone, three fingers point back at you. I don't know if y'all can see, like, things point back at you. Colonizer is one of those words because by calling you a colonizer, I'm also saying that I was colonized, which is a fact. It's basic, it's kind of like me calling, if you're white and I'm like, oh, the colonizer, if I'm referring to you as the colonizer, I'm not saying you personally are a colonizer. I know that you personally did not colonize anyone as far as I know. But, your ancestors did. That is a fact. The only reason you are here, most likely the only reason why you are here in this country, South Africa, is because your ancestors came, left Europe and they colonized us here. And what really hurt me the most about that situation, and you can't say in this situation, you, you thing is there. I know a lot of times people like to say, oh no, but this isn't a race thing, don't make it a race thing. As soon as they took offense to the term colonizer, it turned into a race thing. And basically, how I interpreted, how I internalized the experience is that you, sir, you, the blackie, you, darkie, we don't like what you said. Don't say that around us. Don't do that. Act right. Get it together. And they... And another thing that hurt me is the way things went down it's kind of like there was a side discussion before it came to me I was the last person in you know amongst the group of people involved to know and it's kind of like this happened on one of my videos I should have been the first person and you know they explained they gave their reasons but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that it hurt it hurt. It just came across as, yeah, listen here, sir, um, we know you're black, but don't remind us. It was for the first time where I was reminded that I'm black and they're not. That is just a fact. And that's, you know, I think the point I'm trying to make here is that if you're, if you're black and you're friends with people who aren't black and they do something that upsets you, let them know. Don't um, try to sugarcoat how you're feeling or 
walk on eggshells around them because I don't fully express how I truly felt in the moment because I was trying to be considerate of their feelings. I don't want to come across as the angry black man. I wanted to be respectable. I wanted to be nice. And look where that got me. No, honestly, what I mean is this happened two months ago. I'm sure they've moved on with their lives. I haven't. Literally every time I hear the word colonizer, it hurts me personally because of how my friends treated me based on that situation. I put other people's emotions before myself. That's just me personally. But I also think as black people, we do that a lot. We really, you know, we don't wanna, we don't wanna step on any toes. We don't wanna rock the boat too much, you know. We always told to, ah, get over it. It happened so many years ago, or it didn't happen to you, it happened to your ancestors, but what? non-black people and the reason i'm saying specifically non-black people is yes i do understand that other you know groups of people of color they have their own struggles i cannot speak for them you know i am speaking from the perspective of a black person because i am blackity black black i do not have no mixed in me as far as i know maybe i have two percent of something you know if you do those dna tests but just looking at me looking at all my relatives we're all black and so, this is all over the place, but getting back to the point of if you have, you know, if you're black and you have non-black friends, let them know truly how you feel unfiltered because that is your moment, that is your time to step up and educate them. Because I think, you know, look at my friend group, we became friends when we were quite, you know, we became friends in high school, so we didn't really know much about race and all that. I mean, we knew about it, but we didn't have the vocabulary to articulate because the thing is, these are feelings that I've felt throughout my life. And it's only now that I'm older, now that I've, you know, done some reading for myself, because that's another thing, you need to educate yourself. And I think that just segueing from that, if you're not black, it's your responsibility to educate yourself. It is not your black friend's job to tell you, hey, listen, I'm feeling uncomfortable in this situation. Or, listen, if I say this, it's because of that. Or if I say this, don't take it too personally. I, as a black person, I have my struggles and white guilt is not gonna be one of them. Um, moving on to the next point. So, I mean, that happened, right? So with the backdrop of that whole situation happening, um, literally that situation happened literally almost a week before lockdown in South Africa happened. And so that happened, and so now we're in lockdown, and so now we're having all this extra time. And so I've been sitting with this, you know? It's just been sitting and just in the background of my mind. And then I'm spending a lot more time on social media, specifically Twitter, and then while I'm on Twitter, I'm starting to see all these racist TikToks. You know, just thinking, reflecting to all the stuff I've seen, not only from then, but like now, it's just that I'm always afraid to speak out against or, you know, speak up for my, speak out against whiteness, white privilege, white supremacy, and afraid to speak for myself as a black person because I don't want to offend anyone. But the people who are tweeting all this mess, the people who are making all these TikToks, people who are being protected by racist systems do not care not to offend me. That's just the fact. I can be the most politically correct, be 
this respectable, nice, um, go-along black person and still people gonna come for me just merely for the color of my skin I can literally sit in a room quietly not say a word to anyone and I can just get just you know thing is what people don't understand is the implicit racism hurts just as much as the explicit if not more if not more because sometimes these people think they're slick when really we see right through you we see right through the mess and that brings us I guess to where we're at now in the world hashtag black lives matter is trending again today is the 29th of May when I'm filming this and it's the talk of the town you know everyone's talking about it well not everyone you know some people are choosing to stay silent to ignore it you know I think some people are just waiting for it to blow over so we can go back to our lives but let me tell you this is our lives just because black lives matter wasn't trending last week doesn't mean black people weren't dying doesn't mean that white people weren't weaponizing the police against black people because that's at the root of it that's what's happening and I feel like a lot of people especially like in, you know in South Africa they see it as just an American issue not realizing that there are so many parallels to South Africa I have a personal personal experience with this um I believe it was last year yes when my dad and I we were driving around our neighborhood because it was teaching me how to drive it was teaching me how to drive so you know you know when you learn how to drive obviously you go around the same route you know over and over again you know learning how to turn stop the car all of that and then actually I noticed good to him and there's a security car that's like following us you know and then it kind of, it waited till we got to like a a stop and then it drove like in front of us and then the guy got off and he was like hi um, I got a call from someone we know we know it's a white lady I think it's a did he say it's a white lady it's a white person that that, that we know and they were worried because they say this car being driven by two black men was you know I don't think she said explicitly this car was driven by two black men I don't know what she said but you know this is just my interpretation of what happened you know this white lady called a security company and she was like hey listen i'm here by my house and there's this car and there's two black men in it and they just keep driving past here i'm scared come do something about it doesn't that sound familiar isn't that how black people in america end up getting shot killed by the police that's, it just takes one phone call and you see, see the parallel there luckily you know the person because the person who the security guard who you know was deployed he was like he could see like when he was following us he could see no this is just someone learning how to drive you know and he was like you know basically he, he even like I think he even laughed he was like yeah I'm just you know doing my job and it's fine you know keep you know keep practicing keep doing you and continue Okay, so I'm currently editing and I remembered that there's some things which I wanted to mention but I forgot to because I, I just, I got in my feels. Like, I'm not kidding when I say it, it, this really got to me. But when I think of the George Floyd, um, George Floyd's murder and the, if you know about the Amy Cooper incident in Central Park, is that even when we're in a pandemic, even 
when there is a virus that is killing people, like killing everyone, that is infecting so many people, even in this pandemic, the racism doesn't stop. Even in this pandemic, there are white people who can't just be like, you know, let me just put aside my racism. You know, just it's so deeply within them, you know. And if you're not racist, then <laughs> don't be pressed. I'm not coming for you because at, at the end of the day, you know, um, one of my friends is saying there are non-racist white people. You know, white people who aren't racist exist. But the racist ones be doing too much. And I feel like also as black people, we also be doing too much to pander to the racist white people. And I think that's why it just seeing all of these incidents, you know, think about all, like, if I could literally list all the microaggressions, all the violations and invalidations against me for my entire life, girl, to say we'd be sitting here all day is an understatement. Throughout my life, in school, I mean, when it comes to hair, I used to have to, you know, go through all these twists and turns and I feel like a lot of hair policies in South Africa is targeted against black kids, you know, that's just a fact. And even if you just move from like, you know, a systematic way, you know, the wealth of this country is in the hands of the minority. The majority of this country is living in poverty. And the majority of this country is, I mean, y'all can't see because of this messed up lighting, but it's black, okay? It's black. And, uh, I guess in closing, what I want to say is... I'm not invalidating any struggles that white people face. I'm not invalidating any trials that y'all face. Any, you know, I, I'm not saying that white people or people who aren't black have life easy, breezy, lemon squeezy, no ma'am, pam. But what we as black people are trying to get across, the message we're trying to convey is that your skin color will never be the cause for your problems. You will not suffer at the hands of another because of your skin color. That is just, that's just the way the world is systemat systematically built, okay? Yes, am I saying that as a black person I can't discriminate against white people? No, black people can discriminate against white people. But white people are not being systematically oppressed. They aren't their lives aren't in danger in the same way black people's lives are and this isn't just and this is why the hashtag black lives matter movement goes beyond just the police brutality that's happening in america it goes beyond the institutional racism that we see in britain it is a human rights issue because imagine if during apartheid if the rest of the world had the energy of oh it's the life can issue um we're just gonna it's a South African issue, they can, they can see for themselves. Imagine if that's all that happened. In closing, in closing, I'm going to read this tweet, which says, uh, where is it? I see no color is not the goal. I see your color and I honor you. I value your input. I will be educated about your lived experiences. I will work against the racism that harms you. You are beautiful. Tell me how to do better. 
that's the goal because as soon as you say you don't see color as soon as you try to put on this colorblind um perspective or you want to say we're living in a post-racial society that is you completely invalidating my experience that is you disregarding who i am as a whole person and yeah i feel like there's so much more i could say on this but um let's just let's leave it at that um thank you so much for watching i know this is a little bit it's a lot it's a lot different from what i've been uploading this year but i just feel like i, I couldn't i couldn't keep quiet anymore i couldn't just pretend as if everything is rosy as if people aren't dying out there as if i'm not hurting because i am and hopefully if you're watching this this can be you know validating this can also be educational eye-opening and until i see you guys in the next one i love you so much bye guys